0: I'm okay, 40 here, so for some reason the sound quality, as I understand it, is better on my off than my iPhone. little thaw. so let's try things out here, so why are there so many intersex toilets in Sydney, right, that's what I'm curious about, like, there's a men's toilet, there's a ladies' toilet, and then there's an intersex toilet, is there like a huge hidden trans community in uh, Sydney that I don't know about it? Like, what's with all the intersex loo?s I mean, I understand if you just want to provide one so that anyone can use it, but uh, why do you have a bloke's loo, a lady's loo, and then an intersex loo? Anyway, I just tried to read Alan Rusbridger's new book News and How to Use It. Alan Rusbridger is a highly respected longtime editor of the the Guardian newspaper out of the United Kingdom and this book is a so deadly dull I mean I spent 20 minutes with it I couldn't find one thing in it I didn't already know it was deadly dull and what killed me it had such amazing plaudits on the back cover like all these people that said oh this is a fantastic book this is an amazing book blessings to you Elliot Blatt so all these like really prestigious you know, high quality people Saying, "Oh, this new book by Alan Rusbridger, just amazing book, news and how to use it. What could be more important in this age of misinformation and disinformation?" It was deadly dull. I didn't learn anything. It was just like an alphabetical list of to topics on things like uh, accuracy and climate change, and oh, and who can we? D- trust, can we trust the politicians well maybe if you live in Germany or New Zealand says Alan Rusbridger so can you trust the scientists or which scientists can anyway Deadly Doll, this new book by Alan Rusbridger but it it had all these highly esteemed reviews on the cover I don't understand right, So, so I gave up on News and How to Use It by Alan Rusbridger and I picked up, I was just going through the the the, uh, the stacks and uh, I picked up a book by Joe Queenan uh, one for the books and it was hilarious, it was just like a book long description of all the books that he's read or not read or read partly and it was hilarious, he talks about Daniel Duranda he thinks that re- reading Daniel Duranda by George Eliot would be like visiting Buenos Aires that uh, there'd be some interesting bits it'd be edifying but uh, not that important. <laughs> and then he talks about the books he refuses to read. So he refuses to read any books about private school. He refuses to read any books about melancholy wasps. Uh, he's got like a whole list of categories of books that he, that he won't read. Oh, I mean, I'm just finding myself like bursting out loud laughing. Luke, I've been juicing for eight days, losing weight and feeling great. Wow. Juicing for eight days. What kind of juice, EB? And uh, I will be the judge on whether or not you're looking great, so you'll have to send me a picture. But he talks about how bad books make you think. That when you read a great book, all your thinking has been done for you by the author. But when you read a bad book, you're always wondering, like, what horrific thing are you going to read next? So I like that, that uh, bad books make you think more than, than good books. Oh, so many riches... And then he refuses to read any book that mentions the New York Yankees or the Dallas Cowboys or the Los Angeles Lakers. And he says these are horrible sporting franchises. And uh, like any any author who lauds them, carrots, beets, celery, cilantro, lemon. Wow, that sounds really healthy, mate. So he says that uh, editors... Have discouraged authors from mentioning these iconic sporting franchises because it will turn off most of the population who might otherwise read the book. And so he provides examples of, of books, <laughs> sections from famous books in these 18th, 19th century, where, where the author started off by you know, saying some famous phrase and then, but at least there are Lakers tickets still available. Oh, I was just killing myself. Forty-ho, he was at a shul event. Carrots, beans, celery, pomegranates, pears, lemons, lunch. Yeah, so, uh, been going to the, going on the Jewish, uh, circuit. Oh, tops, mate, really tops. Uh, lots of security. So, about as much security maybe as uh, you would at an American shul. So, security is, uh, considerably up in Australia since, uh, how much time do you spend wondering whether or not the Dallas defense can get the job done well to be honest Elliot just between you and me I am far more concerned about the Dallas Cowboy offense what has happened to our running game bro our running games just disappeared the last four games we've had no running game I think we're averaging less than four yards per carry on the ground the past four years man the four four games so uh, the defense is getting the job done with the exception of that game against the los angeles raiders on thanksgiving when the defensive coordinator dan quinn kept them in man coverage which makes you particularly susceptible to pass interference calls and so we were killed like way over 100 yards in pass interference calls for thanksgiving's game against the raiders what a killer losing that in overtime All right, when you're in man coverage, you have to stick to the receiver. You're much more vulnerable to pass interference calls. Sound like that caller to talk radio insisted they had to run Zeke more. Well, Zeke's got a banged-up knee. Zeke can't get it done. I think, is it uh, Tony Pollard? Uh, Is it clearly the better running back right now? Far more elusive. He busted, busted one for 58 yards against the New Orleans Saints Thursday night. Oh man, so the defense just do not lead them in man coverage so much Dan Quinn. Bloody hell, they just got murdered man coverage against those speedy Las Vegas Raiders. Oi! so Okay, so Jewish life is different here. So almost all synagogues in Australia are Orthodox and almost everyone who attends them is not Orthodox or is not Shemesh Shabbat. So Blaming the rest for your team losing is a sign of lack of connection to other people. <laughs> I wasn't blaming the rest, I was blaming the defensive coordinator who kept them in man coverage. Alright? Like it was third and eighteen. How many players in the Cowboys are named after Roman politicians? I don't. Know. It was third and eighteen for the Las Vegas. Dan Quinn kept them in man coverage. Bloody hell. And uh, Anthony Brown the cornerback got called for his fourth major pass interference flag of the day and that was enough to put the Raiders in field goal position and they won the game in overtime but don't don't stick in man coverage when, when, the, when the receivers are so fast and you're getting murdered by pass interference calls. It's a shanda. But anyway the Cowboys are 8-4 and uh, they could very well get the number two seed in uh, the NFC so life is good. All right. So Jewish life here. So 90% of Jews in Sydney are not Shemesh Shabbat. Uh, so you go to an Orthodox shul in Los Angeles, and hey, Luke, call Dan Patrick Show. Tell him they need to run the damn ball. <laughs> no, we can't get anything going. We don't need to run the damn ball. But what's happened to Dak Prescott? One pass good, one pass bad. He's off his game the last four games. Man, I mean Dak was throwing the ball. What happened to Dak's deep ball? Dak was really throwing the ball. What's with all the overcast skies? It's only been overcast since I've been here. I missed the light in Southern California, okay? I missed the light in Southern California. It's been nothing but overcast skies since I've been here except for when I was in Aladala. In Aladala, thank God, the sun came out and uh we had some clear skies and like we've had like two hours of blue skies and sunshine in sydney since i've been here like in two and a half weeks so that's a little discouraging this is bloody summer this is december right sydney in december is not supposed to look like this right it is supposed to be sunny and and blue skies and it's overcast it's it's rained every day drizzled every day since i've been here that's, that's not what I signed up for. I came here to have a holiday in the middle of the summer and go to the beach. Oh. Okay, so, yeah, so you go to Orthodox Shul in Los Angeles and uh, depending on the Shul, between uh, 70 and 100% of the Shul are at least outwardly Shomer Shabbat. Alright, All right. so probably the average for an Orthodox shul in uh, Los Angeles is probably 70%. 75% of the congregation is uh, outwardly Shomer Shabbat. And uh, in Sydney, it's about 10%. So it's more challenging to be a Froome Jew here. You can do it. And the, the burning heart of Froome Jewry in Sydney is in Bondi. So, we're walking around here in Randwick and Coogee, this is more the outskirts, the outback of uh, Sydney's Orthodox Jewish community. So, I think there are only a handful of non-Orthodox shuls in Sydney. I think Temple Emmanuel, the Reformed Temple, is the biggest uh, non-Orthodox shul, but almost all the shuls are Orthodox and almost all the congregants are not Orthodox. So, people come to shul here much more to see their mates than to uh, talk to God. So, uh, Jewish observance is more relaxed here and, uh, and, uh, yeah, there's great feeling of mateship when you go to shore. Luke, you should go with the Chabad guy in the van into the remote parts of the Outback looking for Jews. Yes. Yes. Outback Jews. Terrific movie on, on Amazon. So I've, uh, saw a young, new woman walking towards me today. You can see the contour of her camel toe a four block away and my eyesight isn't that good. All right, I'm sorry that you had to endure that, Elliot. I mean, that was like sexual harassment that you endured. You, you might have a claim. So, uh, I, I was seeing all the Muslims at Fort Regalia it gave me confidence that, hey, I can, be, I can be a Jew here, wear my yarmulke out. So, the first few days I did not wear a yarmulke out and about, but now the yarmulke is back on my head every day. Thanks to the Mozzies, they inspired me to, to my you know, full Jewish observance. So I haven't received any negative uh, feedback here. Like, they don't make Aussies racist and bigoted and prejudiced like they did when I was growing up here. Like, this is the, the new multicultural Australia with lots of, uh, lots of trans bathrooms or intersex bathrooms. Like, that's huge here. They no longer give out fines. protesting lockdowns with Syrian I don't protest lockdowns. I I don't have any major problem with uh, Australia's lockdowns and other parts of its COVID policy as if like a coherent, cohesive society. You have to check in every time you go enter a store. So there's a New South Wales uh, safe app where you check in and check out and you have to show proof of vaccination. Uh, Are there special cottaging stores? No. I haven't noticed any cottaging going on. So I've done some pretty rigorous research. No, no cottaging going on uh, here in Sydney. That may be something they do more in Melbourne. Oh, so I'm going 10 pin bowling tonight. There's some blokes from Shaw. So not sure there'll be a lot of uh, Torah study. I don't think I've been 10 pin bowling since about 20 years. I think I've only done it once in my life. So maybe I'll go onto YouTube. Uh, look up some tips for uh, 10 pin bowling. I right, got any do you call it 10 pin bowling? Because we have got a lot of lawn bowls here in uh, in Sydney. I notice everyone's like got their lawn bowls, like lawn bowl clubs. Like there are about three lawn bowl clubs near here, but they don't call um... so bowling is ten pin bowling. So what do you call bowling in the States? it recently is harder than it seems, yet. Yeah. But it seems like a good way for blokes to get together and uh, have some laughs. So it's a nice blokey society if you're quite comfortable here. A good place for an average bloke such as 40. Uh, what are the other differences? Oh, they've cut down synagogue services. Oh, it's just called bowling. And the yeah, that's what I thought. So. Lawn balls not much of a thing in the States. I remember lawn balls in the States. Am I missing something? But there are like three lawn ball clubs within uh, a kilometer of here, or two kilometers from here. So they've cut down on the service. Uh, so it basically starts with the Torah reading and then moves off. So I think that's a nod to dealing with COVID. That's the road less taken. A shorts regulation uniform for post. Yeah, like everyone wears shorts. Like they're dress shorts. So bank managers wear shorts, but they're dress shorts. They're very classy shorts. So, what are the other the other differences? So a huge South African Jewish community here. Uh, probably half the Jews I met have been South African. Uh, It's fun to play Jewish geography. We know a lot of the same people in Los Angeles, South African origins. Oh, and we do a prayer every week uh, on Shabbos morning for the State of Australia, and uh, we pray that uh, the State of Australia manages to keep its uh, racism under control. So we now have a prayer against racism. Need to walk around University of Sydney to scope out the Sheilas. I did walk around the University of Sydney and uh, didn't see many. I also walked around Avondale University, didn't see any students, so I think maybe school's out. School's out at the moment. All right I gotta get ready for my ten pin balls.